Good morning to the saints of the Most High God. God bless you. This is Bishop Smith coming at you early in the morning. I pray everybody's doing well. I pray you all are doing good this morning. Good morning to all of the intercessors. Good morning to New Destiny Church. Good morning to Nexus Church and any other church that is on the line. Good morning to all the great men of God on the line this morning. We bless God for you. We thank God for your sacrifice in which you are serving your people. And I want to encourage you uh, today also um, if there are members of various churches on the line to encourage your pastor to get on the line, encourage your pastor to get in contact with me, and they can get in contact with me um, through our info center, info at newdestiny.online. Love to talk with them and just really work with them to see what they're doing to make sure they continue to function and operate in the mandate in which God has called us to operate in. One of the things we have to understand is the assignment doesn't change. The assignment doesn't change. Uh, if anything, it um, really becomes more. You're doing more as a pastor. I was talking to uh, a great friend of mine on yesterday, and I was talking about how the playing field has been leveled, how it's been leveled, that things have become equal. I said, it doesn't matter if you have a 15,000-member church or 500-member church today or 50-member church for that matter. I said, we're all in the same boat. We all have to do the same thing. And so I think it's very important that we pray for leaders, but I also believe it's very important that we pray for pastors. We pray for the local church because I believe this is a great day for the church, a day that we rise up as the church to be a light in a dark world. You know, the Bible says that we are, Jesus says, as a matter of fact, in Matthew's gospel, he said we are the salt of the earth. And when you look at salt in the Bible, I teach on the salt covenant, if some of you have never heard of it, but it's an absolutely powerful covenant, the salt covenant. And uh, Jesus said we're the salt of the earth. And what Jesus means uh, about being the salt of the earth is that we liken salt to kindness, kindness. We're all the kindness that's in the earth. And if anything right now, people uh, really need somebody to be kind to them. We need to be kind one to another. So he says we're the salt of the earth, or, or we're all that's kind in the earth. And then he says uh, you are the light of the world. Uh, you're the city that sits upon a hill that cannot be hidden. And then he said, no man light a candle to put it up under a bushel. So God hasn't lit you or allowed his power to come into your life, allow his spirit to come into your life for you to go and hide it. No, that's not what he's done. He's done it so that men could see the power and the glory of God that's on your life. We're three days into our fast now, and matter of fact, that's our prayer point for the day, for the divine power and the heavenly host to um, begin to assist us as we begin to fight <clears throat> Excuse me, this spirit that just really has no boundaries. You know, you start looking at this stuff, and they're saying the body count, the numbers go up every day, which I don't know if it's propaganda or whatever. But that's what they're saying, regardless of all that. You know, it's a shame. But it it really is it's a constant injecting of fear into society, and people need to be prayed for. People need to be encouraged. People need to be kind to. So let's be kind one to another. That's what the Bible tells us. Tenderhearted towards one another, loving one another. This morning, of course, is Wednesday, midweek. And we have Pastor Horatius Harris with us here this morning. And I want to go ahead and greet him this morning. Pastor, how are you? I am awesome this morning, Bishop. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning to the first family. And uh, good morning to the Saints, New Destiny, and Nexus. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you so much. So we're going to pray, and Pastor's going to come and bless us with a word today. I feel the peace of God already on this line. <clears throat> no, no matter what is going on in the world, 
we have to understand, and I want you all to hear this before I pray, that you you have to settle yourself down. I know, um, you know, people are scared and there's uncertainty. And I'm going to say some things after Pastor Harris um, do, does his devotion and we pray. But I want you to remember something the Apostle Paul said. He said that God would not allow you to go through more than you can bear. So evidently, you can bear this. Is it easy? No, it's not easy for anybody. It's not easy for anyone. But I've come to the realization, I'm not going to allow you to interrupt my life to, you know, to the point that it's going to cause me to shrink back in fear. So, Father, we honor you to say, we bless you, we magnify you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks and praise, because you alone are the redeemer of our lives. Father, I thank you for the peace of God that I feel in my home, that I feel in this office this morning. Thank you for the peace that's now traveling through this phone line. Lord God, going into every home. And I thank you that you've said, Lord God, through your son Jesus Christ, that you have overcome the world. And because you've overcome the world, we are overcomers and we've overcome the world. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So I thank you that at the top of this prayer call today, you will, Lord God, cause peace to begin to manifest in the heart of every person that is on this line. Peace. Only peace, only a peace of God, the hope of God, the faith of God, can push back fear, anxiety, in Jesus' name. Pastor Harris? Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Again, uh, this is an awesome day. I'm going to come to you right now from Genesis 26, um, reading at verse 1, and then just to give some context and go to verse 3. A severe famine now struck the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved towards Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised to Abraham, your father. It is interesting that uh, this text is uh, starting out with a famine. Um, it could be a literal famine. It could be a figurative famine. But we understand this text is talking about a literal famine. Just to give you a little context, his father, Abraham, when he left Haran, he ended up making a trip down pretty much the same route and when he got to Gerar and to a land where God was showing him, there was a famine as well. And he continued down, and he went to Egypt, and then he came back to the land where we're talking about in this text. So God came to him and said, I don't want you to go to Egypt. No, no, no. I know there's a famine, just like it was with your, with your dad, but you're not going to do like your dad. You're going to stay in this land with the famine. So Isaac now has uh, now become his own man. What I mean by that is he wasn't following in his father's footsteps. He became uh, a man because he started to hear God for himself. He was just following in his daddy's footsteps up until this point. Now God speaks to him, and he's now being obedient to what God said. And it seems illogical to stay in a land where there's a famine, where you have no food, 
you can't provide for your family, and you can't seemingly get things together so that you can take care of even yourself. So Isaac is now in Gerar, in the land of the enemy of the, or the Philistines, <laughs> and watch this. So he's now having to figure out how he's going to survive in a barren place. That's very much like where we are. And the reason why I'm echoing what Bishop just said is, you know, I think we are in a good place. We cannot allow it to be robbed from us. Even though we're in a place of a famine or a pandemic or a place that seems barren or a place where it seems like people are transitioning from one dimension, one realm to the next, that does not mean that we are not in a good place. So I want you to start looking around and spiritually and start to see what has God told me to do in this famine. And watch this. Just because he was in the land of the famine doesn't mean he was hungry. <laughs> Let me say It may have been everybody else around him that was being affected, but he himself was able to prosper in a land where everybody else was not prospering. We understand that Isaac stayed in the land and God told him that he needs to stay in there and he needs to sow in that land. Say, wait a minute, God. Wait a minute. How do you want me to sow in a land where there's a famine? Famine in this time means that I, I plant some crops, the crop doesn't come up, something happens to cause the crop to not come up, so therefore I can't eat because I don't have any grain, I don't have anything that's coming up, I don't have a harvest. That causes famine. Watch this. Or, watch this, when the crops can't eat, can't grow, then even the animals can't eat. So the animals are, are, are even having a famine. So even during this time, God told him to sow in the land. And not only did he sow but he sowed and he reaped bountifully. So your job, my job, my role at this juncture, Bishop's role at this juncture is to look out for the blessings that are going to come even during this time. Yes, somebody's going to start a business during this time and going to prosper. And people are going to ask, how in the world did you start a business during this pandemic? Why you're going to prosper in ways that you not even know not of because God has given you the instruction to stay right here, stay focused, and make sure that you are doing exactly what I told you to do. So even though Watch this. Somebody may try to stop up your wells. <laughs> Somebody may try to block you. Somebody may try to sabotage your plan. But in this season, it won't work. <laughs> it will not work. Because just as I was doing, he was trying to redig the wells of his father. And the Philistines came to fill up the wells with dirt. Then watch this. They don't know that the dirt that they're trying to use to fill up your wells is going to cause you to prosper even the more. This is the plan of God. This is, watch this. For his people, this is what we are made for. You need to say that to yourself. I'm made for this. I'm made for this. This is. This is my time to shine. I am made exactly for this moment. It's time for, for you to be salt and to be light. Bishop, I'm glad you brought that up about the salt because salt in this day and time 
was used um, primarily, and it's during the time of, of Jesus, it used primarily around the Sea of Galilee because for the people who lived outside of the cities that were around Sea of Galilee, it was hard to travel to take them fish. Watch this. It was hard to take them fish and the fish not decay while they were traveling. So they had to pack the fish with salt in order to preserve it to get it to those that are far out in the countryside. So they can also have some good fresh fish to eat. So salt was used as a preservative in order to watch this, get them what they needed. So this is an opportunity where God's going to cause you to take something that seems so common and use it as a mechanism to prosper so that you can serve other people the way they need to be served. Salt was also uh, comes from the word uh, solarium. Solarium. Solarium was the Latin word for salt, and that's why we understand that's where we get the word salary from because people were paid in salt. What am I telling you? God's going to pay you during this time. You're going to get double for your trouble. They transition you off your, your job. They furloughed you. Don't worry about it. He's going to pay you double for what you are. You're going to become exceedingly wealthy because your mindset is different from everybody else. It's not a famine for you. It's not a pandemic for you. This is a time of preparation and watch this. This is a time of coming forth. Say it to yourself. I'm coming forth. I am coming forth. I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not going to lay low. I'm not going to just hunker down. I am going to move forward during this time. I'm going to prosper. And some of you are like, well, 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 Pastor, I don't know what to do during this time. What, how am I going to prosper? Number one, the first thing you're going to prosper in, can you prosper in doing the things of God? Can you pray? That's why you're on. Can you, can you read the word? I believe God brought us back to the house and the home so we can get some things right. You ever left the house? and realize that you forgot something, you had to turn back around and go back to your house and get it because you know you needed it? Well, this is the turnaround. <laughs> God, you, you thought you were leaving the house, and God said, no, no, stay here. You forgot something. And you're picking back up the things that you know God has called us to do, and we're, we can't leave the house without it again. Prayer, praise, worship, reading the word, praying over our family, declaring the things of God. So just like Isaac, we're going to sow in this time of famine, and we are going to prosper. Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us to see the good in what is going on. Don't be focused on the smoke and mirrors, but look beyond that and see how we as saints of the Most High God can bless your kingdom how you can get the glory out of all of this, how you can cause us to be the leaders in this world in various spheres where those who have no hope, those who have no faith, those who have a grim outlook can be encouraged by us, by the way we simply live our life, by us being distinctive in this time, that people are going to see a distinct difference in our life because of our walk with you. We love you, Father, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Praise God. What an encouraging word for us to really ponder upon that we are sought. Yes, things are tough, just like the days of Isaac. But God is telling us, don't hold back. Trust him sowing the land. And we know Isaac did, and the Bible says that Isaac reaped a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. I don't want to go into really, really the scripture right now because we're going to pray. We're praying right now, but I'll come back, and I'll say some things before we close. I believe it's 
really bless you and it's going to really strengthen your heart. At this time, we're going to have Sister Victoria Wimberly come, and she's going to do our prayer requests this morning and pray over those prayer requests. Sister Victoria? Good morning, Bishop. How are you this morning? I'm excellent, dear. Excellent. God bless you. Praise God. Good morning, Pastor Adrian. Good morning, Pastor Harris, for that awesome word. Good morning, guests and all leaders on this line and all saints of God. We are all children in the kingdom of God, and we're grateful that God gave us another day to stand in the gap for someone else. Praise God. This morning we do have three prayer requests. Praise God. And we have a prayer request from Donna Bucket. She's asking us this morning to, to cover her coworker Sherry for her mother, Pamela Hick, who has lung cancer that has spread to her back, and she is going through treatment at this time. Donna would also like for us to cover her neighbor, Ella, whose father, Richard Alexander, has cancer in his chest area and may have had it to spread to other areas and will be going through treatment. So I'm going to pray for Donna Puckett and her request this morning. Heavenly Father, as you sit high and you look low, you know any and all things. We come boldly upon the throne this morning because we have a blood bout right to do so. You told us when we stand upon your word and we believe that even though we go through tests and tribulations, that we can see the light through you, oh, Father God, and knowing that you can make a change and that you can do things, Father God. We know that if they speak it and declare it and stand upon your living word, that there can be a possibility for you to come in and do a testimony and use them as a testimony. Father, touch their bodies, flow through every vein, every tissue, every organ, every bone, every muscle, Father God, and let it be that you touch and rechange that thing so that they will be a victory in the kingdom of God and that they will be able to change and be healed because of the blood of the Lamb. Father God, we know that all power is in your hand. Nothing can get by you that you don't already know. They all stand upon the full word of God and believing and receiving that this morning that the power of your hand and the power of your word will get them through. You said in your word, oh, Father God, out of Psalms 34 and 18, that when the righteous cries out, that you do hear the word. Father God, we give you all the praise and all the glory, believing and receiving and standing in agreement with them that this family will be held up. Father God, we also have this other prayer this morning from Tina Drummer, that her co-worker, Alex Victor, that is taking care of his mom and dad with COVID. His mother has passed away as of yesterday, Father God. So we're asking you this morning to hold this family up in prayer as they go through this tribulation and another test knowing that they can trust you, Father God, being the author and the finisher, and during these tough times, O oh Lord. So we come to you and we stand in agreement that this family will be girded up with, your, with you, O oh Father God, that you will hold them up with your wings and let them get through this, and that you will cover Alex Victor's dad right now and keep him whole and keep him blessed and keep the, the anointing and the blood of the Lamb encamped all around him because we know that you can do this, O oh Lord. We know that you can do this. We give you all the praise and all the glory for this family right now and to help them to get during this, get through during this time because we know out of Isaiah 61 and 3 that your word says that the garment of praise will help those to get through a time with a spirit of heaviness. And then this morning we want to cover our leaders, our pastors, our intercessors all over the world as they stand in the gap for others. We know that the intercessors have power in their tongue and that they will be used to pray, O oh Lord, for the world with the mighty hand of God on their side. Master God, with the mighty hand of you, that they can speak as a soldier and be a part of God's army and will begin to move things, Father God. And we're asking you, O oh Lord, during this COVID period and when the world has no fumes and no air going around the world, the world has a clear view right now, that we're asking you, O oh Holy Ghost, that as you say, high and you look low, that you blow a fresh wind around the globe, Father God, and cleanse it of any and all infirmities of yesterday, Master, and that when the intercessors speak, that there will be a new thing going on that cannot be stopped, because they are the warriors in the kingdom. They are protected, Father God, as they are your instruments to be used, that they are protected by the blood of the Lamb, and they speak with full authority, Lord and the enemy will not claim victory. Master God, we know that you're the master of the universe, that you can do anything, O oh Lord, and there is nothing too hard for you to do. 
through your intercessors as they speak and declare a thing into the kingdom, that all things are great, that all things are lovely, that all things are merciful, Lord, because our God is able. Father God, covering the intercessors, we're asking you to blow into their mouths, Father God, and they will show and speak when they speak out that the word that comes from out. It will show people what you can do. God, blow everybody's mind by using your people that are the strong warriors. They're on the front battlefields, and they're the army of the Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory because you will get the glory, O oh Lord. And we all say amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Victoria. Absolutely powerful, powerful, powerful. We declare in the name of Jesus, we set ourselves in agreement with every prayer that, Lord God, the prayer request will become praise reports. We give you praise. As Pastor Harris said in his devotion today in time of prayer, he shared with us this morning about Isaac not going to Egypt. This was the second famine besides the first famine that his father Abraham found himself in. I find it very interesting that Egypt can represent the place of refuge, but it also can represent a place of bondage. We have to understand that. Egypt can represent a place of refuge as well as it can represent a place of bondage. For his father Abraham, it was a place of refuge. But for Isaac, it would have been a place of bondage. Egypt also represents world systems, attaching yourself to world systems. We can't give more trust to world systems than we trust the kingdom of God. That's something we have to understand. I was watching Billy Graham uh, the other day, an old clip from Billy Graham, probably 1973. Billy Graham, Graham was at, at just really at his, the height of his ministry, very powerful powerful uh, world evangelist, and, and you, we all know he was definitely the number one evangelist here in America. But Billy Graham said something, he echoed something that rings so true in my spirit, I've said it all along, that we can't give more trust or put more trust in governmental systems, we can't put more trust in politicians than we put trust in our God. Yes, we thank God for government. We thank God that they'll come in and try to bring stimulus packages and try to help the citizens of our nation. But let me tell you something. We have dual citizenship, and don't you ever forget that, child of God. The Apostle Paul says, my citizenship is in heaven. And because you have dual citizenship, that means that we are kingdom people, and our God will always provide for us. And that's why God tells Isaac to not hold back his hand in the midst of Egypt. I don't know exactly what Isaac had to sow, but whatever Isaac sowed, God gave him a hundredfold, and he blessed him. Why am I saying these things? I'm saying it because there may be some on the line today, and it looks as if your bank account is going low. Maybe you've been laid off. We've all been asked not to go to work. We've only, we're only working part-time or what have you. I want to challenge you today to trust God like you never trusted the Lord before. See, when you trust God, it's easy to honor God. And that's why Proverbs tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, if we would acknowledge him, he would direct our path. I'm telling you, God's going to blow your mind as you trust him. David says, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken old seed begging bread. And I declare, you will not be forsaken. You will not bag bread. Say that with me. I will not be forsaken. I will not have to bag for bread. It may appear as things are going down, your cupboards are getting bare. Come on, let's use the faith that God has given us to use. Even Abraham and even God calleth those things that be not as though they were. You've got to start calling things that be not as though they were. But you have to remember, you're not broke. You have a heavenly bank account. Jesus tells us over in Matthew's gospel, do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on the earth. He says that's the place where moth and rust and worms and corruption destroy and where thieves break through and steal. He said, but gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasure in heaven. Would neither moth nor rust or worms can, can consume them, and thieves cannot break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there's your heart also. You have a heavenly bank account. 
Because you've sown into the kingdom of God, because you've sown into this ministry, you have a blood-bought right to make withdrawals. How do you make withdrawals? Remind God of his word. God, you said you would provide for me. You would take care of me. Paul, The apostle Paul said, it is my God that shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Even as God provided for Abraham, I boldly declare today, God will provide for you. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. For the Lord thy God is with you, whether soever you go. As we start at the top of this line, I feel the peace of God. I feel the peace of God even now. Even now. Before we end this morning, I want to go back to Pastor Harris and see if he has any closing remarks. Pastor Harris? Bishop, I just want to, yeah, just kind of echo that, you know, these are times where we really need to seek God. And, and I know we've been doing that with the fast, and, and that's a good time to do it. But, but the, the difference between uh, what Isaac did and many others that were in the land at the time was he not only heard God, but he took action. So don't think that God is, you're waiting on God to do anything. You're not waiting on God to do nothing. God is waiting on you to catch up with what he's already done. So the action plan is on you. It's not on God. He, he completed everything that was necessary before the foundation of the earth. We are getting revelation, things revealed to us during this time. So when it's revealed, don't sit there and be like, I don't you know, know what to do. He just told you what to do. And so I want you to hear what God is saying during this time and then make action plans to move in that direction. That's what I want to share. That's good, Pastor Harris. I love the fact, and you said that earlier, I love the fact that Pastor Harris said that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of fear, and in the midst of panic, Isaac heard God say, don't go to Egypt. Don't depend on the world system. Don't depend on the stimulus check. Let me tell you something. Do you get that stimulus check? I think, what, $1,200 folks supposed to get? $1,200. And they're going to tax that. So you're probably going to get $800, $900. How long that's going to last you, especially out here in California? One week? No. Mm -mm. Our God is greater than that. Come on. I heard somebody say, come on, somebody. <laughs> Our God is greater than that. He is greater than that. Let me help you understand something. And if you get it, well, we praise God for that. We praise God for that. But we're not dependent on that more than we're dependent on God. Even as I said, Billy Graham said, that this governmental system is not greater than our God. We put our trust in the almighty Elohim, the almighty creator, Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides for his people. And I boldly declare, Pastor Agent, I sit here this morning, we boldly declare, our God shall provide for you, shall provide for us. As we always close this time that we have, with Psalms 118, verse 24. For this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you, brand new opportunities, and brand new possibilities. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith, and I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. Come on, say the last part again with me. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. And the Bible tells us this is the victory 
that overcomes the world, even our faith. Praise God. Cast not away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward, and our confidence is in him. Well, God bless you all this morning as we get ready to open the prayer line. Come on. The victory is in the shout. The victory is in the shout. And when we unmute the prayer line, let's give God the greatest praise we can possibly give him because he alone is worthy of all of our praise. Don't forget to tune in. Tell your friends, tell your relatives to tune in tonight as we stream live our midweek service. And also we coming at you on Friday for Good Friday service at 12 noon Pacific time. And we're going to have a great time praising the Lord. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Harris, Pastor Adrian, and also Sister Victor, uh, Victoria and Bishop Smith signing off this morning. God bless you. We love you. Be blessed. Let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is
they're strong and loved ones going in, but them are coming out, Lord, and they still wait, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, oh God. Oh God, we need to help, Father. Oh God, we need to guide, God. Touch us right now, Lord. Touch our God, those, God. Father, Lord, God, Jesus. Oh Father, the President, and those, God, that are, oh Father, Lord, that in charge, Father, head of state, Father. Oh God, Lord, Jesus, that they do right by you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. As some, God, don't have jobs no more, Father. Oh Father, the children out of the Lord, we need to make sure we say that the words that we speak will come to you. 
situation. We know the God that we serve will have all the company. And that he will make the change. He will be the one that will get the victory. God will get the victory in the glory. If the world comes to light, we'll see what our power, our hand of our God will be able to do. You can move the mountain and Lord, move the mountain and cleanse this earth. Change this environment. Bring the of God into everybody's heart, Father. Make them see the air of their way. Lord, your word says that you are going to be doing a new thing and with our eyes not see it. We thank you, Father God, because we're seeing what you're doing. You're seeing how we're changing your people. You're changing your heart. Father God, we give you all the praise and all, all glory. Let our eyes see what you're doing. Let our eyes see the new things that you're doing. Bring their hearts and get them ready to come to the house of the Lord that they can receive the word of God into their spirit. We know, Lord, that you can change everybody's heart right now because everyone is speaking about you. Everyone set their mind on you, Lord. Let it be that right now those that are lost their hands don't know and those not quite sure. Bring them on to you, oh, Father God. We speak and we decree and we declare that those that are, have never known you before shall come forth to the throne of God to learn what must I do to be saved to know their heart. Father, your people are hungry for you now. Let their eyes be focused on you and let them be grounded and know exactly what your word says about all the possibilities that you have laid up for them. We thank you for the New Testament, Father God, because that's when you made a change and it is available to everybody, Father God. So bring those people unto you right now during this period. Their minds and their hearts are focusing on you. Let them grow in the word of God and let them get a clear understanding about what it is that you have made available for them. Praise the Father, they know what you're about to do. Bring forth the people. Father God, bring forth to your heart, O oh Lord Jesus, and let them all come up with the heart of God. Let them know that there really is a God on this side. Oh, Father, Lord, let me hold on, Father, with your word declared, Father, that I can do 
Because we stand in the New Testament, Father God, of the living word, knowing that all things are possible for those who 
believe in Lord Jesus. So we believe in Lord Jesus. So Father God, we thank you this morning. We thank you, O Lord Jesus, because we put our strong faith in you, O Lord Jesus. When I pray for
Thank you, everyone, for being on the call today. This concludes our call. Stay encouraged. Make me a house. Make me a house. 